call is now being recorded. Okay, so we're on the phone with Walt Maskey from Georgia. What city was that in Georgia, Walt? Well, I live in uh, Decatur, Georgia. And so the legislature was trying to, like, well, can you just explain what, what they were trying to do over there? Oh, okay. It was House Bill 689 that was uh, dropped in the hopper uh, at the end of the last legislate, uh, legislative session, uh, which ended in March. Uh, I believe the exact date was March 28th. They uh, they dropped the legislation into the hopper. It was read once in the in the House, uh, and it was then put for the next legislative session, which will start in 2014. Um, there were three Republican uh, representatives that sponsored the bill. Uh, they were out of the Gainesville area, which is in Hall County, which is north of Atlanta. Uh, it's near the, our Lake Lanier, uh, which is about it's about 30 to 40 miles north of, of the city of Atlanta. Um, up in the area of North Georgia, there's a lot of cycling and, and so forth. Um, the issue with the bill were fourfold in that uh, there was um, the tag, tagging of a cyclist. If you make cyclists have a tag of a certain size that was going to have to be displayed on all bicycles, whether that bicycle was owned by a six-year-old up to, uh, you know, 90-year-old, whatever. If you had a bicycle, it had to have a tag on it. Um, they proposed having a annual tag, and then you could actually purchase a $48 tag that would have been for almost like a lifetime or, or a certain period of time. It had not been really – that time frame had not really been uh, uh, set. Um, the other thing was to take away our two-abreast riding. That was one of the major issues is that um, in the state of Georgia, we can ride two-abreast. Uh, they wanted to take it down to single file. Uh, the third major issue was that the single file then had to be separated into four cyclists, separated by so many feet, but, and then those group of four cyclists had to be separated by so many feet, which was just you know, ludicrous. There's no way that that could ever happen. Uh, and it was enforceable, and it was pointed out that it was almost unenforceable as far as the way the law was written at the time. Um, the fourth and one of the other majors was that local municipalities could designate certain roads that aren't already um, prohibited cycling, like a highway. A major highway is prohibited from having bicycles on it in the state of Georgia. They also had said that municipalities could designate certain state roads and local roads not to buy bicycles or limit the time where bicycles could be ridden on that road, which um, wait, was uh, also outrageous. Well, well we're, you're breaking up. Can you back up like uh, a minute and, and yeah. just repeat? The fourth legislative issue that was um, major with the cycling community was that they were – the. Le either restrictions on certain roads or time done on those roads. It could be a state road or if it was a local road, they could set that if they would if they would like. Um, and it was open to interpretation by that municipality. So if you had a particular road that 
they didn't want cyclists on for whatever reason, they could have limited cyclists being on that road. So those were the four so major issues that. What what was what is behind this? Where where did you get the anti bike sentiment there? Well, it just it just happens to be that there were some people in in Gainesville who had some negative experiences with some cyclists, and the roads up there are very curvy and very windy. Um, if you're familiar with Six Gap and and so forth, they go up through those um, mountainous, more hilly areas up in North Georgia. Um, there's one place around the lake um, that has very windy, you know, short hills that cyclists like to ride on. And apparently there were a few people who had encountered some cyclists in that area, uh, and it's, it's a great place to go cycling, of course. Um, and either they didn't know what the law is or the cyclists, you know, did not allow motorists to pass them in a graceful way. So it was just a few people having issues with a small number of group that are out there. And it's just this one particular area. One of the things that was said in, in the meeting that came out was it seems like this is a local issue that needs to be addressed locally rather than on a statewide level. That was one of the major um, things that came out of the uh, Gainesville meeting. So this is uh, so this didn't go anywhere, right? Yeah the the meeting that was held in Gainesville. Uh, this last week, they, it, it, at the end of the meeting, uh, it was pulled, um, or they said they're going to pull the legislation. It was overwhelmingly uh, pro-cycling in the meeting. There were only three people that stood up in support of the bill, and the rest of the people in the meeting were totally against it. Uh, and it was pointed out why each of these particular issues were an issue for us, in the cycling community, every one of the issues was you know, addressed. Um, it was a very orderly meeting, but at the same time, um, it, there were there were a few outcries with with some of the things that were said. Um, we had three major network news people there from you know local Atlanta uh, news areas. We had Eleven Alive, Fox um, Fox Five, and uh, WSB. All three did stories. Uh, one of our major cycling advocates, uh, Robert Wilhite, uh, which was the former president of the Southern Bicycle League, was there and presented a very good case at the beginning, and he was actually ejected from the meeting. It was controversial in itself. He was asked to sit down because he had gone over his three minutes, uh, and he was actually ejected. Um, but he went on to actually go on 11 Alive and do some interviews. Uh, on the cycling uh, community's behalf. So he, he did a really good job. Even though he was uh, ejected, he actually was able to get a better message out um, to the people in the Atlanta metropolitan area that, that went and saw 11 Alive, and he was also on uh, Fox 5, too. So, Well, so th this, in the end, probably turned out to bring more, more awareness of cycling and, and, and cyclist rights. It, it yeah it, it did for for the most part and one of the things is is you know what I saw of it, it 
was it was a it was an attack on our freedom. It was an attack on trying government trying to regulate cycling in a different way that we've never seen before to say certain roads going to be municipalities going to be able to outlaw you being on that road at certain times, which hurts hurts everybody. It hurts it hurts tourism. One of the major things is tourism and the economy of cycling. Uh, uh, we're having a bike summit. Uh, in Roswell this weekend, and that's one of the major things, is the economy of cycling. Uh, we have the Silver Comet Trail. There's just a major expose on the Silver Comet Trail um, that goes from Smyrna all the way over to the border of, of Alabama and Georgia, and then goes on and becomes the Chief Ladiga Trail that goes on into Anniston. And they've done a study how there has been an economic impact of that. Uh, one of the speakers at this meeting uh, was also the Lumpkin County Chamber of Commerce, which is an adjacent county to Hall County where this particular meeting was taking place. They host the Six Gap and Three Gap Century, which had just taken place the previous weekend. They get about 2,500 riders uh, at that at that ride, and the estimate, and this was their estimate was $1.2 million in economic impact from that ride. Now, that throughout the whole year, not that ride particularly, is that bringing it that one day. It's bringing it over a period of time because the six gaps are a major century. Uh, and, again, it goes through six gaps. It's a century ride, and it's a very, very hard climbing uh, ride. They think that because people come there, they stay there, they train there. People actually come to train, and we, I have friends who go up there on a periodic basis to ride the or ride. So they estimate by those people coming in that they estimate a one point two million dollars in economic impact to the local economy, right. and that was that was presented uh, presented there. Um, now, the legislatures did say that one of the reasons that they put this bill in was to get some conversation. Well, our point on that was, uh, or points that were stressed within the meeting and by other cyclists that, that hit the social media, uh, is that if they needed a conversation, if this bill was a serious bill, then they would have had meetings before they did this bill. So um, there were, that that opinion was expressed is that there, there was there was no consultation uh, by these three legislatures to get a really solid bill that would improve cycling and safety in the state of Georgia. Now it was it was pointed out they were truly trying to find out something more about safety and cycling um, because we have had an uptick in the number of cycling injuries and deaths in the state of Georgia. You're saying that they that they tried to justify the introduction of this bill in the first place by saying that it it was it was to be a conversation about safety or cycling or yeah that's something that they did say yes that that's something that was stated um, in news interviews um, and that was like after the fact that was the reason that they did the bill. You know, again, I think that that was their justification, in my opinion. Uh, if they truly meant to have something about cycling, they would have opened up a forum and they would have had meetings like we had um, 
at the one at Hall County before they dropped the bill in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if that, that were just, really... They're backpedaling on the on – the, they, they were having to justify yeah. what they did. I mean, and that's between you and me. But. Um, well, bike cyclists are very – are a very well-organized constituency. And, yes. Um, so in in situations like this, they they show up well, I think. Yes, they did, and I, I believe in this case, social media is the one that carried it. That's, this is my opinion: is that the social media really took this uh, to heart, and that it, it went viral, and that it was it was posted by our our Georgia Cycling Advocacy um, um, organization, which is Georgia Bikes. They posted it. Uh, as a thing that this is something we're monitoring, and several of the or- other organizations uh, and other cyclists uh, hit the Facebook and social media very hard, saying that, hey, this is a very, very bad law, and we need to nip it in the bud immediately. So what happened mm-hmm. was that as soon as that people got whiff of what this law was, they they posted where to read it, get all the details. And uh, one of the major things is that someone did a poster of the four points that I just went over um, at the Six Gap Century, and it was posted there. And we even got calls from people from Alabama uh, that know who we are in the Southern Bicycle League and said, is this any possibility of going through? And we're like, we hope not, but we're we're in the process of, of making a big ruckus about it. So... Uh, it, it, there's a lot of people who come to the Six Gap Century there from other states, and they saw this particular poster that went over the, the issues with this particular bill, and uh, that ignited a fire because the way the bill is written, it would affect every bicycling organization in the state of Georgia. It would affect every charity ride. It would affect every group ride uh, that's done on a daily basis. Uh, all of our little rides. It would it would affect everybody from the the kid who rides their bike to school to the guy who does this as a as a as an amateur profession. So it goes from one extreme to the other. You know, uh, I remember when I it made a big impression on me when you posted it on Bike Talk. It it just and then one of the comments somebody reacted to was that. You know, it seemed kind of bigoted in a way. Like it was, and it, and it, it was. I mean, it was. I, you know, but just because we're in the South, you know, it 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 shouldn't be that way. You know, we, you know, there's there's a Southern connotation, but you know, these people said they need, meant well, but at the same time, it was not us against them. And that's one of the things that was pointed out that majority of us who ride bicycles. I mean, I've only know a couple people who don't drive a car that ride a bike. You know, it's not us against them. We're motorists too. We're we're doctors. We're lawyers. We're we're the guy who rings you up at the at the register. Um, you know, we're everyday people. We're moms, dads, you know, sisters, uh, brothers. Uh, you know, we're real people, and that's where 
people don't understand is that you've got to put a face to the cyclists because they're people too. It's not us against them just because we wear funny clothes and ride around. But at the same time, we have to take some responsibility of policing ourselves for the bad action, actions of a few, um, educating the public that are driving themselves as to the rights of the cyclists, but also at the same time, cyclists being responsible, not running through red lights. That's one of the, the things they said. Well, this bill doesn't address cyclists running through red lights. It addresses how we ride. Um, you know, that was, it was like red lights are one thing and stop signs are another. You need to address the issue if you see that as a problem. Um, but that wasn't done in this bill. And personally, I think we need to go after a, if it's a stop sign and it's in a 35 mile an hour zone or less, that it should be considered a yield. Um, that if there's if there's a pedestrian or a car there, then cyclists have to stop. But right, that's, that's another issue. Yeah, I, I often think about you know what what kind of public relations I'm doing when I'm that I flow through all it. The and ambassador, yeah, we are all the ambassadors of cycling when we're out there, whether we're on a group ride or or riding by ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Walt Massey. This was a really enlightening conversation, and um, I hope you can be our Georgia, uh, our man on the scene in Georgia. Okay. Well, like I said, I'll I'll be happy to contribute as best I can. And uh, you know, um, but uh, did you need any other background information on me or anything? Sure. Yeah. What do you? What do you? Well, I mean, I I'm with this. Southern Bicycle League. I've been with the Southern Bicycle League for um, since 1998. Uh, I'm now on the board. I'm, I do special activities. One of my things that I'm currently in charge of is our social media. Uh, I handle our meetup group, which has 1,200 people who uh, participate in the meetup group. I handle the uh, I help handle the Facebook pages. Um, our, our main Southern Bicycle page, and also help with the uh, Getting the word out on our social media through the Facebook, our other Facebook group page. What is the? It's it's what what is included in Southern Bicycle, your group? Well, we're the Southern Bicycle League. We've been around for four years since nineteen uh, May of nineteen seventy. Uh, we have the oldest running century of 40 years. We just celebrated our 40th year of the Wilson 100 century, uh, which is uh, run on the south side of Atlanta. Uh, its home right now is in Sonoya, Georgia. And then we've also resurrected the Covington century, which is on the east side of Atlanta. That uh, We attract, these centuries attract over a, a thousand people to the century. Um, we have the most extensive ride calendar, uh, which includes shop rides, our our daily rides, other group organization rides, and even mountain biking rides that are posted on our calendar uh, for people to access. So uh, our our goal is to link the bicycle community together. One of the things is we we are the oldest organization, but one of the things is that the cycling community in in the state of Georgia is kind of fractured. Uh, and that we're trying to be the source of information and trying to link all these different groups together. Um, it's an ongoing process. Uh, and 
we're doing different things within the uh, – we're mainly around the Atlanta metro area, but we do have people all over the state. Um, like Georgia Bikes, the major advocacy group, you know, the person who started Georgia Bikes was part of our organization uh, at Southern Bicycle League. And uh, we also um, have a publication. We also have our own publication too, the Southern Bicycle League magazine. Very cool. And so, but is it just Georgia Southern Bicycle League? I mean, or is it more states than just well, Georgia? Well, we or? have people. Right. We have we have other people in other states that are either affiliate or uh, members. So we do have people of other states who do um, belong to our organization. Uh, our goal is to have other affiliates and associations throughout the Southeast. That's our goal. Um, we started out as a Metro Atlanta-centric uh, organization and, and tried to spread out throughout the state and trying to get into the South. But it, it started out with the reason that we became our name was because of the uh, League of American Bicyclists. Uh, that's how we kind of started back in back in the 70s. And uh, our first sanctioned century was the Southern Bicycle League century that went from where from downtown Atlanta and went all the way down to where we currently hold our century now. So. Okay, well, it's good Much to know about it. you. Yeah, hmm? yeah uh, you can go to our website, which is... Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I, oh, I'm sorry, you, you faded out there. We can yeah, go to you, your website? Yeah, our, our website is uh, bikesdl.org. S-G-dot-org. Together? Yeah, right. It's... Okay. I've, I have not heard anything you said in the last 10 seconds. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you got you got our website at bikesbl.org? Yes. Okay. All right, that's it. Okay. Look it up. Thanks, Walt. Well, thank you. What was your name again? Was Nick. Nick. Okay, Nick. Nick. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much. All right, well, any, anything else happens, let, let us know. Okay, well, I'm going to say goodbye because I don't hear you. All right, see ya. Okay, see ya.